So I was sneaking candy into the movie theater, right? Completely illegal. Where did you get the candy? Did you steal it from a baby? No. And then my dad pulls out a pound and a half of imitation crab. Imitation. What do you mean? Is that like movie grade? Is it movie grade crack? It it might as well have been. That's a true story. I, I pull out like the malt balls and he's like, oh, you want some of this? And I was like, what the hell is that? And he's like, imitation crab. You don't like imitation crab? And I'm like, who sneaks imitation crab into a movie theater? I thought you said imitation crack. I thought you said crack, crack and I was crap. like, wait, was your dad Charlie Sheen? Like what? Jesus. <laughs> he might as well be. Just the oh truth, my but... God. So, so oh. imitation crab. Yeah. yeah. Right. Into a movie uh, theater. Yeah. Uh, Why not just not bring an actual good. crab? Like bring it the was, actual whole was, crab. We were in Bakersfield, California, so it probably like more aligns correctly because that place is crazy. But uh, <laughs> imitation crack. Wait, just what mad. was the movie? I need to know what the movie was. Oh, I wait, I, relevant. I, I I know the exact theater and I know who was with me, but I do not remember the movie. That moment, <laughs> that moment sucked my memory. Something than fair enough. You know, my dad was Jaws. It was Jaws. He wanted to. He wanted to smell like the sea. <laughs> I really want to say it was like Glorious Bastards or something like that. Oh, but, yeah. but I'm yeah, not Jaws sure. would have been another good Glorious one. Bastards deserves imitation crab. <laughs> no, I think it deserves real crab. <laughs> real crab, only the best crab. And actually, honestly, if you want to, if you want to fit the motif, just eat it and boil it in the movie theater, and then just start like, cracking it open. Your trench coat and imitation crab monster. boil. I had a conduction stove in there. I just plugged into the wall in the movie theater and then, you know, just like, they didn't care. They're like, excuse me, can I use this for a hot plate? They're like, what? <laughs> Talk on, about heated seats. Talk burner. about heated seats. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yes, this is I, live. We're doing this live. What? No, this yeah, is recorded. Comment. I wrote this like joke live down three days ago. It's a good if one. If this I was pre-recorded, it would be so embarrassing. Whoever wrote it, I feel I would feel so bad for them. <laughs> These writers suck. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely gone better. through the editors. Like the editors have had time to like process this and. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, the, the kids, the editors need to be editors. Yeah, they edited out everything illegal Noah talked about. Yeah, yeah. we don't talk Noah about, about things Noah talks illegal? about. It would be funny if Ryan had like a sensor button and could just like <laughs> censor us. He, he could. He definitely could. could. Just go beep. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a button. I just have the uh, the soundboard. Oh, just oh we need to get board. you a button. We'll work on that. Like a that big red one that you can like put on screen, on like your camera and you just whack. Yes. Exactly. That just encourages us. That just encourages us to talk even more. For, for, for a quick second there, I thought it was like the John Cena intro and I'm like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should, we should start this. Are, are you ready, Ralph? Yeah, the, John, the is John not showing up? All right, whatever. Uh, here maybe we go. he's going to be here late. I don't know. He's not here now. He's, he's, he's going to go. come John. in like Superman. We're going to start. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Roland, broken finger. Welcome to Black Hills Information Security, talking about the news. I'm your host today, Ralph May. John is out saving the world. We have a huge Hollywood Square cast today. It's so Whoa. many people. I know, right? I'm going to have to... I, hold on. Let me let me just get my banjo out so we can start playing out the names here. But uh, no, seriously, we, we got Ryan. Banjo. He makes it sound great. Uh, we got Mike back for another ride. We got... Uh, wow, Jesus Christ. Brownlin. He's the... He's the new guy. Oh, yeah, the new guy. Well, What's hey, up? new guy, who, who are you? It, so I'm, I'm Hayden. I work in the sock now. I started last Monday. Excited to be here. Oh, well, we're excited for you to be here, too, buddy. Yeah, thanks. This yeah. is how we meet each other on BHIS during live shows. <laughs> during, during live shows. <laughs> Never seen this crap Because it's news to us. It's not going to bring him up and just be like, well, I guess you got the link somehow. So we'll just let it ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you didn't hey, work you know, at BHIS you, this before. This is not actually the news. Yeah. It's just an elaborate scheme so we can haze you live. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do without being hired. Y'all have to hire me as a tester then. Oh, that's true. Right. 
Yeah, if yeah. you if you get on the show without yeah without actually working here, then you get hired here. Yeah, this is actually the, the new interview process. Next. You got to come on the news, and if you make it through, we'll consider. <laughs> That's a really bad idea. There's going to be a bunch of people That's getting on the news right now, and we're all. Oh, <laughs> not official BHIS policy. I'm just going to mark that right now for the record. Oh, oh gosh. So we also got Noah back again for some more pain and suffering and hanging out. And then Lord, uh, Monopixel to you. And we, uh, oh, Monopixel to you and everyone else on the show. Uh, we also have Corey, which I don't know how he got the link. Can, can we please change the link? Is that like, is that possible? <laughs> changes every week. I don't know how he finds it. <laughs> he keeps finding it. So, you know, we also have Wade waiting through the logs over there, uh, trying to keep it cool. Right. So, and, uh, high five. Yeah, I can't high five do it. Right. I don't know where the left side of the camera is. <laughs> and Bromwin's on here as well. Hi. Hollywood square style. So anyways, What's happening? What's going We're on? Back from Hacker Summer Camp, everyone got COVID except for you, Ralph. Wait, no, it's the other way around. I, well, you yes, got COVID. I literally was at Hacker Summer Camp getting COVID. Everyone got COVID. That's the new thing. So that gone got canceled. We got COVID. So no, you COVID get, is there a badge? 2022. Is there a badge yeah, for that COVID for getting badge. COVID? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I remember going to DefCon before COVID, and I came back with a case of before you. so bad. Laid me out for a week, a one and only time I've ever been to Defcon, and oh, it was awful. Fever, yeah. Chill, there's special hangovers. Yeah, yeah say, hangovers are the worst. Walking um, to that, uh, the those suites in like 103 degree weather, just completely drenched in sweat, hungover. Yeah, nothing says, time. Nothing says beautiful <laughs> like a hotel breakfast on a hangover. Uh, oh, delicious, delicious. The Hooters Hotel was the worst. So, um, <laughs> Hooters Hotel. <laughs> oh God, yeah. No, what that's... a transition. So, what happened? Is there any news? Is there um, did, did anything? Well, happen? Did, in, did anything actually happen at DefCon and Black Hat? There was. I mean, was uh, let's read the any... recap. The recap. There's a recap. Yeah, there's, there's a, recap. a recap article. Yeah, let's go to the recap. They have so that... my new ISP. That was just for Black Hat, though. That did happen. There well, was some Starlink things. They don't, they don't count at Black no, I'm just kidding. I didn't go to Black Hat, though. Is it I, not the same thing? No, that, it's Def two Con? different cons. No, Black Hat is like for rich people to go, and then DevCon <laughs> is like for people that don't count. He's absolutely yeah. right. The only time I went to Black Hat is someone gave me their badge to go in and get party invites real quick. Went in, grabbed them, got out. Signed them up for a bunch of competitions, too. <laughs> Yeah, no. I I, di I didn't go. They wouldn't let me in. They said no riffraff, and uh, so no I riff raff. But, yeah. It's funny because <laughs> Ralph has presented at Black Hat before, but yeah, that's also true. <laughs> but they didn't let me in this year. <laughs> They're like this one's that's so poorly, wow. you're never allowed back. Corey, Corey, that was the only way I was able to get in. I had to get on the <laughs> list, and I couldn't buy a ticket, so I had to present. You get the point. Right? Oh, I get it. Okay, um, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know if there was anything that stood out from the black. There was uh, a good talk about burnout that I watched. Oh, so you did watch the burnout. The yeah, burnout so wave. I actually got a virtual ticket. I, I didn't get to go in person, but uh, oh, the burnout virtual talk. Ticket. Oh, yeah, that's like middle class, not upper class. You know what? I actually <laughs> went, into, went into the office, put it on the TV, watched this excellent talk about burnout um there's also another I, I haven't read this news article there's another really good one about like misinformation campaigns in south america mm. which i would highly suggest if it ever appears on the internet in some way but hmm. did they was, have um, a misinformation village there was at, something about that i i think they had was one in DEFCON. that was actually a, a demonstration was i don't think they do villages <laughs> at black cap is it was a i'm sorry crosswires are you, are you saying that they're they're faking that they had a village and that was the point of the disinformation village? Yeah, yes, they're, they're like, yeah, the we village. totally have a village, but it just doesn't exist. And then there's just a big piece of paper that says, "Watch out for disinformation." I live under a rock. I didn't even go to Hacker Summer Camp this year, so you know it all kind of blurs together when you're feeding it in from five different multimedia social media streams. Black hat, and that's on. why we are here. <laughs> so what? Watching uh, Vegas flood. But at um, there was so the DefCon. DefCon. There was a couple other ones. There was also the, the Zoom one was at DefCon. Um, so we can talk right. about that article. 
There was a Zoom one. There was a Starlink one. Yeah, Starlink. So Zoom installer lets a research hack his way into root access to macOS. Okay, so I guess... A lot of Mac ponage. There was a lot of Mac ponage. Don't be surprised in the near future to to start seeing a bunch more Mac privilege escalation techniques. And I think that this one was uh, part of that, right? Um, So this was uh, privilege escalation. Yeah, it does say that. So it was a privilege escalation attack on Mac OS, uh, allowing to bypass some of the uh, controls that Mac has in place to kind of prevent this. They have some other stuff on top of, you know, just not being the, um, or just being like the root user. So even as root, you can't even read the user files uh, without the right permissions, right? So some, so this is part of that, right? With uh, Zoom, but. So even a couple years after all the COVID Zoom fallout of 2021, they're still getting beat up. Sounds like they had some issues with the dis- disclosure, like took them like seven months to fix somehow. Yeah. I I don't know if this one is, uh, I don't know the, the full details of this vulnerability, but I, what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised for us to see more Mac OS privilege escalation vulnerabilities in other applications, not just Zoom. Do you get, get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, All right. In the, in the start, if we want to, what's a voltage fault injection attack? So that's Starlink. That's the oh, that's okay, a pivot. I read clicked on the wrong article again. Never mind. Go back to Zoom. That's the Starlink attack. I'm not even on the same page. Wade, what's uh, the event code for Kerberos Wade. ticket? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me zoom in real quick for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, Zoom has been the whipping boy. They were the whipping boy in 2021. There was tons of public disclosures. There was that one where you could just anyone could join a Zoom room. There was Zoom a bunch. bombing. Zoom bombing was a thing where they were like, this isn't really our fault, but you guys got to set meeting passwords now. And now, I guess, it sounds like they had a really rough year. Um, the fact that this vulnerability disclosure took six to seven months to fix is not a great sign. But maybe it shows the difficulty of like DevOps in a Mac environment. Maybe it's just really hard. You have no idea. Oh, my God. I, I remember when I was still in the developer world, anytime we had to deal with anything Mac, anything iOS, it was a nightmare. And... Unfortunately, Apple has this wonderful tendency that they will suddenly decide to change platforms. It's like, no, you're not developing with this anymore. You're developing with this. And you have this hard deadline that you have to meet or else everything that you've done will suddenly disappear and no longer work on any of our system. Yeah, they're really good at that because they did that when the signing with Apple thing came up as they started demanding that, you know, if your app is going to be on our store, you have to, by this date, have sign in with Apple. And I don't remember how much time they gave people, but that was, you know, if you're a smaller group and you all of a sudden have to rebuild in this like Apple authentication thing into your app, that's going to put a, a time crunch on you for sure, because I think they threatened to pull it. And I don't know if they followed through on that, but if they pulled your app because you didn't authenticate with apple and provide that as an option that would suck i think the moral of the story here is if you're zoom and someone reports a bug fix it before you before defcon at least because this is one of those (laughs) ones this is one of those ones that they disclosed it in december and then it wasn't fixed and or it was partially fixed and it was still vulnerable (laughs) and then they were just like well i'll just drop it at defcon and next magically isn't that amazing how that worked (laughs) it's been three days and now it's fixed (laughs) This is this is the time of year where a lot of researchers who had vulnerabilities or they found them over the year, they wait and then they disclose them. They had already disclosed them to the vendor most of the time. They've been patched and they've been waiting to publicly, you know. Um, they're waiting for, like, yeah, they're waiting up. for the fire to be like, wait until you can feel the flames of Twitter. <laughs> the flames of Twitter. <laughs> to, yeah, I, I don't. I, this is a reactive security policy is a red flag, right? Classic. Yeah. There was a, the other one too with uh, uh, Discord. So, all right, this is not Discord specifically, but a researcher found um, a vulnerability that affects Electron. So all, that's pretty much every app now. It's just one big web Electron, app. Electron, Teams. So, yeah. A bunch so of others. Slack. Slack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, this is already patched. So don't worry. It was only vulnerable when you didn't know. So now that you know, everything's okay. If, if you're updated. If you're updated, uh, I never reload the website. When it says you want to update, I'm like, no, no, no. You, you never know what you're going to get. I'm just kidding. I see, I see you're a typical user. I know. <laughs> I see you've read the EULA. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Electron, JavaScript, all that. It's a. It looks like it was a pretty general web application attack where like you could inject arbitrary JS and execute it, and JS can be used for all kinds of easy, bad, terrible things. So, isn't Zoom an Electron app? Since we were just talking about them, I'm like no. trying to figure this out. It is. It is not uh, yeah, an no. Electron app. Oh, that okay. is a negative Ghost Rider. Never mind then. Mm-hmm. The examples they give in the talk are Discord, Microsoft Teams, Notion, <laughs> Basecamp, etc. Yeah. There, but there's I quite mean, a few. Many apps are ran as Electron apps because they're just a web app with some extra, you know, GWiz features. Like, I don't right. know, uploading a file via... Isn't the... Bloodhound an Electron app? Yes. Bloodhound is mm-hmm. an Electron app. Yeah. It was vulnerable to this attack too. Good thing. No, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's great for all of our clients that are running Bloodhound boxes. Oh, wow. Let me me go uninstall Bloodhound. Yeah, I got to go back to my Bloodhound immediately. Obviously, you know, Hacker Summer Camp, uh, a lot of vulnerabilities probably, or did get released, excuse me, um, that have been researched over the year um, at both events. But um, yeah, there was a lot going on. I think you should look at the Starlink one. It's a lot more interesting. Yeah, we could yeah, talk about the Starlink. Starlink one is interesting like because it's a hardware attack. Satellite, 20, a $25 yeah. hack. And then it's a, yeah. And it's a hardware hack. Have, so yeah. it's basically impossible yeah. to fix. Right. Because they'd have to yep. send everyone new devices. Mm-hmm. Good so thing. It's only does, the user terminal and not the actual satellite. Like that's this the, article <laughs> should say using $25 mod chip and about $25,000 in research and development time. <laughs> like, <I'm sure. laughs> like it's not, I'm assuming the person didn't just like buy something on Amazon for $20, plug it into Starlink and get root access. Yeah, right. Like yeah. I'm sure it was on, like oversimplified a little bit. He went on AliExpress and was like, Hey, look, a mod chip for, for Starlink. He just searched Starlink <laughs> device hack. <laughs> they also didn't have the cost of the Raspberry Pi. Come on, that's another like what? And those are bucks, hard to get. Now. Oh, those are like one hundred fifty dollars oh, right now, yeah, man. Those are, you, <laughs> gotta, you, gotta, yeah. you get yeah, scalped on those. Yeah. So, I, does anyone know the details of this attack? I'm not like a hardware hacker personally, but so, I heard no. All right, so the mod chip, or um, I'm not exactly sure how he like you know put it on there, but you know I remember like the Xbox mod chip days pretty much, right? So. You're going to get in line to some data data communication, right on the um, you know on the board that that is there, right? And um, in this particular case, he was able to start accessing you know like more underlying host, like the actual features on our, in on the uh, like you know the uh, I'm assuming it was in the actual uh, antenna, right? But it could have been in the other device, which is the uh, like the modem, and they actually control e- each other, right? Um, so. But it is pretty much just a Linux device at that point, and then um, this mod chip allowed him to get uh, you know further level access, right? Which was pretty much in all the cases that there was a mod chip, that was it, right? It was a it was a hardware bypass, right? So they were getting in line and replacing you know whatever the chip was to you know r- run their own code or to you know not have to follow the security that was in place. But I think this one just was able to execute code. So the, uh, yeah. these voltage fault injection, I believe what it does is it like abuses the boot process of devices. Mm-hmm. So you can temporarily short a device uh, while yeah. it's booting up and that can cause processes to be interrupted, which means that security or other like scripts that are supposed to run to lock things down don't run. And that can lead to you getting access. Yep. So kind of cool hack. I think um, Starlink or... SpaceX or just Elon because he he communicates directly with customers at this point or you know <laughs> everyone everyone <laughs> everyone anyways I think they uh they I think they they can't okay so they can't patch it entirely because they'd have to replace all of the antennas like they can't like permanently put out a fix but I think they did issue like some software updates to try to like make it less are not as easy. So now it's $50,000 in research and not 25. Sorry. <laughs> Two Raspberry Pis. Two Raspberry Pis. <laughs> Double the GPUs. No. What I always find interesting with, especially with anything involving space or cyber, right? Like in warfare, like in domains, right? So you got like air, land, sea, and then space and cyber. Space and cyber fall into this weird, like, middle ground where they affect all the other ones. Like, everything affects everything, but anything that happens in space is really hard to fix. 
So if there was anything where they could then go into the actual satellite and break stuff, it just doesn't cause problems with like just the SpaceX satellite. It could cause problems with the world. So I think yeah. that's it's always something that, really interesting to watch anything involving satellites. Yeah, and that is not the case um, in this instance. And like Starlink published like kind of a paper that they, it does say, like give them kudos and say this is an impressive attack, but. Basically, they say they expect attackers with invasive physical access to be able to take malicious actions on behalf yeah. of a single Starlink. So they're so, basically like they assume that rogue connections, rogue client devices are a possibility. And so it's not like catastrophic like it would be if someone's ah, like, okay. so I figured, I figured out how we can jam Starlink, although I'm sure Russia is looking into that right now. But yeah, yeah real hard. That's exactly what I was if thinking. Anyone's going to be yeah. first to that. It'll be them. But uh, I was going to say that, you know, this is the same thing with like the Xbox mod chips, right? Like it suddenly you weren't going to be able to start. Now I, I I agree. We're talking about a network device, right? Like an Xbox really wasn't like, you know, receiving and transmitting uh, radio frequencies. But it, what he was able to do is the equivalent of like a jailbreak, right? Or um, the executor you know. chip, if you want to. Yeah. yeah. Access to the firmware. I won't tell, allegedly, I won't tell you how I know about those. Yeah, no, we don't talk about. We don't talk about way. those anymore, you know. It's... Anyways, kind of cool. So, uh, is interested ahead. in the hacking of satellites. There's a competition or a CTF that they run every year. I think it's partially run by the Air Force called Hackasat. Um, I've participated in previous years, and you basically, I mean, it's a lot of like satellite based hacking challenges. And then I think if the winners or like the top four people are actually given the opportunity to work to hack a real actual satellite, a real physical one. So, mm. kind of a cool little CTF if you're interested in space hacking. All right. You guys want to talk about the uh, <laughs> the, the anonymous poop, poop gifting site that got hacked? <laughs> Honestly, oh, it doesn't I, like. I don't even know. It doesn't matter what the hack was. It's just funny they got hacked <laughs> because if you got a box of poop, right, and they're like, "Well, oh, keeping you anonymous." I'm hopefully their database got free. <laughs> I will say this is a good database for just finding the most vindictive people on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it'll get a lot of people fired, I'm sure, if they sent it to their boss anonymously. Honestly, I'd rather receive a bag full of poop than like a bag full of glitter, right? Like <laughs> I, <laughs> cleans up easier. Yeah. Cleans up easier. Unless you're getting a, a present from Mark Rover. Because then you're Do getting they- the fart spray. And the glitter and everything else. What if it was like a custom delivery service where they lit the bag on fire on your porch, just like that? That would be that would be a nice touch. (laughs) I mean, I guess you can customize the package with a smiley sticker too. It says so nice. What do you guys think is the name of this company? (laughs) They really Uh, didn't get very clever. I I know what it is, but yeah, now you can see it on there. Poops for you. I don't poops for you. Yeah, if you. All right, if you were coming up with a name, what would have you went with? <laughs> uh, there was one called poopsenders.org for a while, but Poop I guess Sender. this one's shit express. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I don't even, Smiley. I mean, I guess the process is simple. One, choose an animal. Two, give us an address. Three, pick a sticker. And four, pay with Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. I think the funniest thing about this for me is that the person who breached it uh, or at least one of the people on raid forums uh, is like, I'm in this database because, <laughs> because I said shit to someone. <laughs> no, no, I guess it's like kind of a, I guess this was like almost like more like a turf war thing that was going on. Yes. And so, injection. Yeah. yeah. Fecal was- injection. Fecal injection. Oh my no. god. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Were they using sequel express or shit express? Oh, I, I, don't, I thought you actually said express. fecal injection, not sequel injection. <laughs> I thought you were going oh for the god. poop joke, Corey. My bad. Fecal Oh Russians got it. They got SpaceX. Oh no. Oh. No, I, I'm still getting data dropouts. That's all it is. It's just, you should yeah. hack your client. Yeah. Uh, no, I have trees. No, he already published it. Oh, and we're good there. Yeah. yeah, trees are a big deal with Starlink. One pull That's request. Fun. <laughs> Shit. So are granite mountains. Yeah. That, so that, that, basically, that. there's 29,000 orders. <laughs> That's a lot of shit. 
Okay. Can you imagine running one of these sites? Like it starts as a joke, right? You're like, haha, what if, lol, you know, it'd be funny. But then you realize you're sending out 29,000 boxes of poop. You're like, what am I doing? What is my what day can- today? What have I done with my life? Like, where do you get all the poop from? Too? Yeah, like, you're like, you're going to the you're zoo? You're going to the zoo. You're like, do you guys have any elephant poop I can buy? Is it, like, what? You <laughs> like, how do you, what is the business model? Like, how do you pitch this to investors? I, I would say, I would say that would I would definitely charge extra for exotic poop. Like we're, we're looking at sure. we're looking at vertical integration. We're actually going to get some lions and oh. and oh. elephants oh, no. to have. Oh, I think okay. the neatest thing about this. this I think the neatest thing about this whole ha- okay. about this whole hack is the fact that Shit Express came forward with a great thing and just said, "Yeah, we got hacked. Yeah, you guys are screwed. Here's what we're doing about it, and here's how they did it, and just." totally let everybody say yeah we did it we screwed up it's our own damn fault we made a mistake when programming something something tells me the person running a site to send poop people doesn't take themselves that seriously Seriously, (laughs) (laughs) there's no return to sender in this like you're not gonna put your own address just it's just your bitcoin address you're paying them right so as long as you uh Uh, it says bitcoin Bitcoin or It says Bitcoin or credit card. That's why I use those vanilla. So someone else's credit card. (laughs) (laughs) A stolen credit card. You really want to be devious. You could have them like, uh, when you send it to someone, you could offer for them to pay you more to reship it back to whoever sent it to you. Just like a return. (laughs) Dude, that's a great, you you need to go talk to Shit Express right now. This is coming towards you. If you want to deter it away from you and send it to the person who sent it to you, send us 25 bucks. Yeah, it's like a bidding board. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess this is a good lesson in OPSEC too, because if yeah. you're using your real email name and credit card to send someone poop, you probably don't know about this poop sending site. So, like at that point, you're just going to DIY it, right? Return from DIY. Oh, I thought you meant DIY. I thought you meant you send them your own poop. I thought that's, that's what I mean. At that point, at that point, why go across? You could just physically go in person, right? I mean, you know, like you honestly, you want homegrown organic <laughs> poop, which is you know. The poop it's in the picture free. looks like There's good, good poop, all right? You cut oh, off the supply wow. chain at that point. You're your oh, own supply chain. Oh, exactly. Right. I mean, I think the most shocking thing about this is... The, the most shocking thing is that 29,000 people decided they were willing to spend money to send poop to someone. That that just shows you... This, <laughs> yeah. that, and, and, and I bet you, like, half of that at least was Twitter arguments, right? Like, it, like yeah. it, it's just internet yeah. raging back and forth. They, they, I, I really, I really want to know though. Like, I want to take this data, sort it, like do like a like a unique count on it, figure out who got the most of that entire data. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, who had the most I already have the data. I'll look for it's, look for your address in there. Okay. Now. Yeah, who has hated the most that just got sent tons yeah. of it? Uh, probably <laughs> Trump. Right? There are hundred <laughs> different individual bags of poop. <laughs> It so would be an interesting to run some min-max analysis on that. <laughs> min-max. Right. Yeah, do you some can AI searching. Horse or, horse or elephant poop? Yeah. yeah. Those are the two options? Tiger poop or like some super cool poop, I'd be like, all right, that's pretty cool. Thanks for the tiger poop. I think there is okay. yeah, there's yeah. a tiger poop in my life. Uh, I am surprised we've devoted this much time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, I know, Corey. The jokes are just plentiful. The, the right? jokes, they hurt. It just yes. hurts. And so, but hey, speaking this, of turf wars, though, uh, moving on from the, that turf war. So the uh, Lockbit, Hive, and Black Cat attacked an automotive supplier in a triple ransomware attack. So I think they were all three there ransomwareing them at the same time. So, I mean, <laughs> it pretty much was blood in the water, and um, they are going to have to pay three times. It's like that triple, triple and This is why you don't expose RDP to the internet. What? Is that how they did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Firewall, firewall misconfiguration. <laughs> Using well, wait, wait. It doesn't say it doesn't say oh, okay. it was on the internet. It doesn't say it was on the internet. It just says they okay. exploited a firewall misconfiguration to RDP to the DC, which is could be what? internal. It's got RDP in it. I'm, I'm counting that. There's some misconfiguration somewhere. <laughs> Here's the interesting thing when we say things like misconfiguration. Like, I I just want to draw attention to this, for example. So, like, if if you put RDP directly (laughs) to the internet, 
and then you label it as a misconfiguration. Is it really a misconfiguration or did you 100% intentionally make that firewall rule? Well, I did. It does say initial access by RDP. It does say initial access by RDP. Yeah. Yeah, I just listened to that Darknet Diaries where the police station had their RDP open to the internet where and people were logging into it and it was the domain controller to check their email. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing. (laughs) It wasn't just the police station, though. It was also like the entire like city. Yeah, it was the domain controller. Like the mayor was logging into it to check his email and stuff like that. Why? There's so many questions I have there that will never be answered. But oh god, like why? Why can't you just check your email like on a website? I guess it it is. It's funny because (laughs) it's it's it's, I I feel like we would warn someone like, oh yeah, I'll get breached by like three ransomware actors at once. (laughs) But now it actually (laughs) could happen. (laughs) We have we have evidence and proof that it has happened. That's like you know, getting all the covids in one end. How many can you know? How many variants can you get? It's like the Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Oh, <laughs> it's like, the aftermath. We, could, we could do it. We could do the Spider-Man meme. Just like. <laughs> the aftermath of this is the files were encrypted three times, and sometimes they were encrypted up to five times. <laughs> I will say, if you encrypt, if you encrypt an encrypted file, you can't ask for ransom because you can't decrypt it. So, yes. like, it's whoever's first what, is the only one that can actually decrypt the file. <laughs> Let's say you pay these ransoms, right? You just sit there as the admin and be like, okay, <laughs> which one went first? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, so who, who, who's going to get paid? Okay, man. So I, 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 I've unencrypted this file, I think. Yeah. Time They're like, the oh, one. sorry, we, we can't help you. You're going to have to talk to uh, the other ransomware group. There. <laughs> you get yeah, them like, all on a Zoom call. You need a negotiator, ransomware negotiator. If you do hire a ransomware negotiator, do they negotiate all three, or do you have to hire three ransomware negotiators? No. You can bring in one Somebody dude, has one, to one the in, he handles the whole thing. There's a right? bulk discount. There's a bulk discount. There's a bulk discount, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Somebody Good has to put this in a seat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't get it in the right order, you're still uh, hosed. I feel like this is a common CTF where like they give you a file and they tell you, all right, this is like a file figure it out and then like you unzip it and then it's like oh it's also encrypted then you have to unencrypt it and then it's unzipped again and then you encrypt it and then it's like the files are in the computer right next to this file and you're like Flop. That's happened <laughs> several times. so i guess moral of the story is don't expose rdp to the internet or you'll have three ransomware actors encrypting your stuff all together at once like some kind don't of misconfigure. don't misconfigure rdp i stand by browsers are evil RDP is worse. Awful. You know what? Let's just get rid of all GUIs. Let's just go back to full command line everything. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything that gives you a direct line into a remote system, you just, I mean, sorry. We'll keep keep telling that, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need that, though, right? (laughs) I will, I, 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 not to go back to the poop senders thing, but. Oh, here uh, we go. I Not just noticed. I, I so the only <laughs> the only thing I want to say is I just noticed that the notes that people would send are also in this, and so I'll, I'll maybe pr- publish some. I don't tweet, but maybe I'll publish some statistics about the most common words that people would include with a box of poop. Yeah, no, we need to publish. This is going to be AI. This is my break. I'm breaking into AI. Yeah, word so, cloud. I saw this. Uh, I saw this one the other or last week, and uh, we don't spend that much time on it. But um, there is a uh, a guy who is. Uh, who, <laughs> all right, so there was a guy in um, uh, Michigan. It looks like he was in rural Michigan, and he started his own ISP because he had such crappy internet in his area, right? And oh, he I was love actually my yeah, kind of guy. He was actually uh, kind of successful. I mean, like he wasn't like doing this to make a ton of money, but he actually got a grant to expand. <laughs> to 50,000 homes yeah. <laughs> a two point uh, government grant is like 2.6 million dollars to run the story was supposed to be for john this yeah. is amazing this is this well, isn't the Rob first time I... this has happened though either like this is no. this has happened several times i actually looked at doing this because like where um i'm at like there's some really bad internet down here and my parents needed some internet stuff yeah. like that I've, I've talked with some of the nerd herders that have done similar things for like their own stuff but yeah, no, like this is this has been done before a bunch, but it, it's still super cool when you see it popping up. Like 
I mean, it's like you can just do it with like ubiquity gear. Like you for like uh, less yeah. than ten k, you can like get into this. Just yeah. remember, no. power corrupts. All right? right, don't become the ISP because that's yeah. what happened in my hometown. <laughs> right, the dude, don't the become dude made the internet, ISP. and next thing you know, I downloaded one song too many, and I had a data cap in uh, 2017, oh. and uh, yeah. it wasn't a fun time. Well, um, he was the that only person in should the never land. have started an ISP. In this case, though, this was all fiber. There was no wireless or anything like that. So he's running sure. fiber to all the houses and stuff. So um, that, I would say that's harder, right? It, it is harder. That's it is harder. harder. But it, you know, it's obviously faster. And um, the other thing about the uh, the fiber runs is that you don't have to rerun the fiber to increase no. the speed in the future. And there's a um, lot of dark that, fiber well, just already run. There's a lot yeah. like in the a lot of ISPs have collected government money to run fiber and ran the fiber and then never lit it up. And then never use it. <laughs> That's yeah. a good Twitter handle, Dark Fiber. Dark Someone Fiber. Somebody, I'm sure it's Let me go see if it's You're available. Dark it's Fiber not. 42, dude, yeah. for sure. Um, I, I like I like how you said, Ralph, like, it, well, you don't have to, like, run more cable to, like, you know, get higher speeds, but, like, just wait. Like, give it, give it 15 years and we'll figure out how to, like, put, uh, you know, binary data into the speed of light. Like, not, like, not, like, faster than the speed of light, you know? Quantum. Time quantum, yep. Quantum. quantum cables quantum cables and you'll Whoa. still only be able to download warzone in three hours so <laughs> they, they, they actually have the that. game's gonna be like two petabytes yeah, yeah so actually or the second when they update it the next week every day yeah. every day it's every day <laughs> so it's it's actually they do have wireless quantum and it's called it, it happens with quantum entanglement right and uh i know zero about quantum i just read a story about like how this is possible or you know that they were getting close to this um i think einstein called it like spooky something at a distance but anyways if you entangle two atoms right that like they get like entangled like one you what you do to one atom will do to the other atom on the other side and the idea is they were able to all right in this article which are now gonna have to go find the article it's like a chinese satellite (laughs) they were able to actually do uh entangle two atoms and send data and like a very short distance but the the theory is is that you could send it at that once they're entangled, it doesn't matter how far they are apart, right? Um, mm-hmm. And no one knows, no one like there's no way, no one knows why they're connected. Like so, like there's no RF. There's no like no one knows like what that makes that connection be like the most secure communication ever. Ralph, um, you never read Ender's Game, huh? <laughs> oh, we, we can really so, tell right now you know <laughs> so okay basically no. uh every we usually discuss uh quantum physics on most of these shows it's a pretty common topic that it comes is up. yeah it really comes in, up in yeah. between like, like the rfc for nuclear fission and yeah yeah no like i mean rfc 1149 is very similar to quantum internet <laughs> <laughs> uh, quantum internet protocol yeah no pretty much. i don't think basically. it is actually <laughs> no, it's pretty much the same. Well, I mean, I'm either not a way. physicist. Um, did you guys hear that um, Slack was exposing hash passwords for years? Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that last week. We should. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, uh, I thought I'd bring it up. This so brings I up guess- a good question. I, or I wanted to ask, how often do you guys as an attack attack Slack? I think this would be a good topic. For- um, you know what the funny thing is? I would attack it more if if I found more indications that a company was using that exclusively. And most people now have just moved to Teams because they're like, why yeah. pay for Slack? Which is why Slack is suing Teams. If the fact, though, maybe it's a monopoly. Yeah, but, I um, haven't yeah. seen. I have never done a test for a client that used Slack exclusively. A lot of the times, people use it, but it is like a back channel. Random DevOps team uses it, or you know, <laughs> like it's. I've never seen anyone using it at scale with like this many users. But uh. I. So, what was this vulnerability? Uh, they were sending the hash passwords and um, I think password reset. Oh, and I guess they were hashed, right? But nobody knew that they were get they were getting them, and this had been going on for a while. Yeah, it was in the password uh, reset link. Uh, just a slight slip up there. Um, maybe somebody, but I mean, you it would have been hashed. They were hashed and salted, but I mean, obviously, you could still try to brute force it, right? This is why you put. Honey pots or honey tokens in Slack. You're not going to see the hash, but this that's one thing I do. So Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, whoops. <laughs> it's like uh, when you change your password and they send you an email, your password has been set to this. 
You're like, oh, cool. That's nah, cool. I don't like that. Cool. Now, now I know that you actually didn't um, do anything with my password. I just a clear text and some database. No, hold on. It'll take me 20 minutes, but I'll explain how it's secure. <laughs> but uh, I believe this uh, password reset hash issue with Slack has been remediated. Oh, absolutely. Did we, did we talk about the Twillow? Uh, we should probably talk read? about the Cisco one. Probably talk about the, We did talk about the Twillow one, which is ironic because they got SMS fished and that's the company I always use for SMS phishing other clients. We, so we, we only talked about Twillow after we were down though. Because we didn't talk about it on stream. Well, let's talk about sure? Cisco first. I, yeah, like, talk so about Cisco. Was after the, after the broadcast ended is when, when we saw the Twilo link. The Ooh. ironic thing about the Cisco one is that the best, as, as Wade showed us, the best write-up on this is by Talos. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Cisco knows a thing about what happened to Cisco. Cisco sh- shares information about what happened to Cisco? Yeah. So what what happened, Corey? What what do you do you know the Cisco? I don't. What, what I'm did? sure Wade does. He's a smart guy. Wade, Wade has got God, it. Man, I read it like <laughs> when it came out on May 24th, 2020. Voice fishing. <laughs> oh, he's going to start It says voice fishing. They came in through a uh, a user's computer, and he had uh, cache creds in his Chrome, and then used his cache creds, got through a VPN. VPN then uh, had him had him click the OK in the MFA. Or well, either he had him click, click yeah, okay. he vished. They, they had they, to convince they, the employee to accept. Yeah. Uh, they one, kept sending him MFA tokens, MFA tokens yeah. and requests until he got so tired of it all that he just clicked. He no, got tired no, of getting they all, said, the, all of them. No, they called him. It says they called, it's conducted a series of sophisticated voice phishing attacks under the guise of various trusted organizations attempting to convince a victim to accept MFA push notifications. Ultimately succeeded, granting access to the VPN. One thing I thought that was pretty interesting is they talked about how long they were in the network. They were they were in there pretty while for a while, but they knew that they were in there for a while. But they also were watching them in the network for quite some time. And I think it was more of just to track the attackers to really see what they were doing. But for me, it almost felt like an underlining tone that they were trying to really figure out who was doing this. Attribution. This more right. Intelligence. Exactly, right? And they're probably so. already talking to law enforcement. And my first thought is like, Cisco knows how to network, right? So hopefully they did sometime. I would believe that if anyone could do it, it should have been them. But who knows, really? Um, I you think they're using this ASAs for re- remote access? Just <laughs> <laughs> no, RDP. No. <laughs> RDP. Yeah, you, no, they open the RDP through the ASA. Come on, man. Okay, guy. so it's only, yeah, right, so it's secure. But, I mean, I think the thing here, like, this reads, like, totally like a red team, but it is interesting yeah. in the blog post that they attribute it, well, partially attribute it, right? In the actual disclosure, it says... This we have medium. What does it say? It says we have medium to high confidence that this is related to initial access brokers and possibly lapsus group or whatever. So it's like if a company is going to attribute it in the vulnerability disclosure, that's pretty insane. Like that, they must have had pretty high confidence because that could come back on them if it was wrong. Yeah. So either they know, or they just took a wild guess based on some stuff they saw. Yeah. <laughs> or or based on who was cool at the time. Yeah, whoever was in the news the most that week. Well, so you they called out Lapsus, which is not really cool anymore, right? That's like everyone. I thought that was yeah, all people like, got arrested. Or well, you know, it takes a while to go through edits and everything, you know? So they're like, at the time, they check it like, oh, so-and-so got hacked by Lapsus. Yeah, we did too. And then like two <laughs> weeks later, the report comes out. Fun, fun. Never mind. Y'all don't get my jokes. We don't work in the sock. <laughs> is that sock joke? Is that yeah? Is that for sock people only? Mm, I don't know. Mm. I was reading. I'm gonna pretend like <laughs> it is because it, it works. We'll edit it out in post. Yeah. There you go. yeah. yeah. yeah we were, what editor approved that line, Noah? Uh, so I do like your call. How this this report does read a lot like a red team report, right? And for any blue teamers out there, I would highly suggest reading this just because it has a wealth of information just on attacks and command line and of course they map everything to miter right they hit they hit all the buttons yeah i literally did this exact same attack i mean i didn't compromise their personal device but i had their password and had to call them and convince them that you know we had to resync their device you know we have to make sure they're secure because it's time-based 
So, you know, you got to approve this push and then the thing will be synced right up. No problem. It's a very common technique we use on Red. Didn't they get uh, the database? Or so weren't they uh, alleging to have stolen like 2.8 gigabytes? It, was that part of this? Yeah. So that's kind of their thing, right? They always claim they've yeah. done stuff like, yeah, we got we got access to Microsoft and Okta. And you're like, okay, no, kind of <laughs> like good screenshot editing, but no. So who knows what they actually got, I guess, is what I'm getting at. They did get access to a, to a domain controller, which to I me mean, is, you're, you're done, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of. It depends, yeah. I mean, when you say access, starts, you mean like me. you could ping it? <laughs> That's no, no they, they attempted to dump. Oh, okay. And NTDS. Like NTDS. Yeah. So how'd they get DA so. then? Probably ADCS. <laughs> I should have just read this whole report before. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's ADCS. That's what I thought. No, I, I don't know. It has a lot of details. It's a good read. It, also, I will say, like as much as we might be joking about Cisco still using ASAs, the uh, the write up. It, it's good that they kind of owned it and said, "Yeah, we got a little wrecked, but here's all the details." You know. Of us getting wrecked. Well, and if these are known uh, acting groups, if their attribution is even sort of correct, you now actually have, if you're on blue team, different ways of writing up detections through your Splunk or Defender or whatever you're using for detecting on the endpoints as to what's going to happen. Um, if you've got something like Defender on the uh, DC, you could go ahead and see somebody accessing PowerShell and then using that to go ahead and use NTS, NTDS util and then using that to go ahead and do the rest of the command structure or portions of the command structure and actually give you a little bit of a heads up as to what's going on and detect somebody a little bit more frequently. If Lapis, Lapis is in your threat model, now you got some good detections at least. Lapsus and uh, I won't, I won't say that with John around to tell you the truth, but I'll say it with him <laughs> not here. <laughs> I will say, dude, all these net commands should be very easily detectable by any EDR. Oh yeah, like so, we never use you, net commands. Are like you this saying that they didn't have EDR? Does Cisco have an EDR? Like, do they sell one? <sighs> yeah, Cisco AMP. I thought that yep. was uh, their EDR. Yeah, advanced. So I think I know some bypasses for Cisco AMP if anyone needs them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, they just added those in, dude. Those are fresh to <laughs> They just added them in. Net, they added in net commands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they had to step their game up a little bit after that, you know? Part, part of me thinks, like, how far, like, if they would have detected them earlier, right? And how far did they let them go to really try to figure who, who this was? And did they just let them? Because it, it, it talks about when they first detected them. Yeah. But... I would almost think like we're making fun of it all, but I think they tracked them pretty well, knowing that they're going to have to burn the house down after this. Yeah. Yeah. Once they're hitting NTDS, you're like, uh, guys, this is every yeah. account. <laughs> so the, the other one that we didn't talk about, so that, that was the Cisco, but the, the Twilo breach, right? Yeah. And you were talking about Corey that, you know, we use these, this on engagements to send fishes because they, uh, they have, you know... So it's like a VoIP. For those that don't know what Twilio yeah. or Twilio or however you say it, Twilio is, uh, it is a VoIP slash SMS provider where anyone can go and request. Like, it's designed for programmatic phone communications and things and email. Yeah, I think they've actually... They bought SendGrid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's designed for, like, programmatic, you know, like, the, the people that send you two-factor codes, uh, that's probably Twilio <laughs> or yes. Twilio. Like, it, when you get a thing that says, Microsoft Authenticator, they're probably using Twilio on the back end to actually send those text messages. And they were breached, ironically, from a text message SMS phishing campaign. And the reason I say ironically is because we, or at least me personally, I've been using their service for years to send SMS phishing campaigns. So it's just kind of ironic that they got breached by the same way that I use them. It's almost like if Cobalt Strike got breached and they used Cobalt Strike to Established CT in their environment. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys, you made this. So do we think it's like Go ahead. a part of a more sophisticated attack for like phishing or, or leveraging for smishing or whatever you want to call it from an SMS perspective? Are they, what was the goal of, of, uh, of owning Twilio? Well, so, um, as, well, as Signal said, to, Signal said today that 1,900 of their of uh, users' phone numbers on Signal were exposed by this hack. So that gives you a small, at least a small idea of what they could have gained access to. 
Huh. Yeah, and I mean, if they were able to like take over more trusted numbers, they could send text messages to even compromise more organizations. Yeah. So, so. It, and they updated the blog post on August 10th, and they said identified approximately 125 customers whose data was accessed. So it looks like the people that got in were going after specific customers of theirs, which makes it feel more sinister that they were going after specific people. It could just be like, oh, clicking through here, clicking through here. But I'm assuming it's like, like you said, they're trying to uh, actually look at individual accounts and maybe use it to, you know, send text messages or get auth. Like if you get like the auth key for um, the webhook for sending text messages from Microsoft or something like it could be very bad. Yeah. Or emails too. There's a lot of phishing vectors too. Yeah. I mean, it makes you think like, are they, were they going after persistence somewhere else, like, and using this to gain persistence? And then what did they gain? And, you know, right. How do you remediate? Yeah. Um, I mean, they were also, they, they, go ahead. I was just going to say there was also a hacker in his article. And um, so I guess uh, Cloudflare was getting uh, the same text messages. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and Cloudflare uh, was able to block it, block the attack. So. What do you mean, block the text messages? Uh, yeah, and now now I'm remembering the cloud. No, the Cloudflare, like they tried to attack Cloudflare, and Cloudflare was able to, like, deny them access through some. It, it almost sounded like an ad through some other two factor roadblocks right there. Mm. Yeah, so th this I mean, here says that Cloudflare was targeted in a similar attack, yes. but it uh, get compromised because they had um, hardware security. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so they had like similar messages. They were also getting attacked around the same time. So. Yeah. So they yeah, I mean, I think like, yeah, this. I hate SMS. I like hardware. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And so like that, the, that okay. So that really brings up the bigger thing, right? SMS is not a good two-factor platform, right? Um, no. This is there. Well, we what? SMS is not a valid can... platform for anything other than "Hey, love you, talk to you tomorrow." Like, oh, it's, this goes back to a no really secure good, information. One of the Black Hat talks was about SMS and about like phishing via SMS, and they it was like a huge like sixty four U server that all it was was cell phones that they used for SMS attacks, and you could buy mm. it on AliExpress for like yep. a couple grand. So, but like, there's still a good amount of banks out there that don't even offer 2FA through token. They just have to do everything through SMS. Yeah. And someone that, who, like, yeah. Just, like, I just recently changed my phone and I will admit, I got a bunch of alerts the moment I switched SMS cards and moved over to a new phone. But still, like, it, it scares me a lot knowing well, how easy it is. When things like this happen, though, I often think about like a red herring or like what else is going on, right? Like, is there something bigger not to not to cause fear um, or FUD, but what else, why, you know, what's the reasoning behind this is, do we really know? I feel like if I, you know, to speculate, let's just wildly speculate as we do on this show. I, I would guess that it's just because it's a pain point, right? MFA is a pain point because keep in mind, like real world attacks, they always lag behind like theoretical possibilities, right? There are companies out there that are using hardware two factor. There are companies out there that are hundred percent rolled out with EDR and hardware but there's also a lot of companies that don't have two factor at all. And that's, and I feel like attackers are now hitting this more and more where more people have Okta and duo and Microsoft authenticator and more of these tools that are just getting rolled out. And so they're like, this is annoying and it's becoming a stumbling block for us. We need to target the providers, like the classic MSP type attack where you're like, who is everyone using for two factor auth? We go after the providers and maybe that's an easy win to be able to like anyone that's using SMS auth. Now we can get in just intercept the messages or send them spurious messages or either that or the other theory I have is it could be like the intent to just do mass social engineering attacks from this provider. So sending like sending the thousands or millions of text messages can be cost prohibitive or just you might get blocked or whatever. But if you have access to the provider, it all looks legit. It's all like it comes from the real provider. It, it, you know, you could leverage their infrastructure to send your phishing campaign. There could be that too. Those are my two rampant speculations. If they did get access to it, right, they could theoretically get that Twilio access code, right? And then all they just need is your password. Is that the level of thinking that, that that's what I thought? If they're access to Twilio, they could somehow, which I don't know because I don't know the back end of this, have that access token 
and then all you need is a password cracker and get in which well, then makes me think this is more of like a supply chain attack where they're going for the MFA because then that just limits the MFA problem, like you were saying. That's what I would and guess. And then gain access. Okay. And then gain and access I don't to know. because it's not a problem. I, I would guess the attack would be, say you're a company like Duo that's using Twilio for SMS two-factor. So basically, anytime any of your customers gets a two-factor notification, it's sent through, the code is sent through Twilio. There is a world in which that data is logged somehow. It seems like a misconfiguration or something. Or maybe you can like maliciously inject some middleman or something. I'm not sure how the backend works. But if that message was logged, then you could just ca- steal the messages over the wire. Um, it, so I don't know. I, I would s- assume that the security or I would hope that the security model at Twilio doesn't let you log. But if you think about it, their platform isn't designed for credential exchange that's not where their threat model is going to be designed it's mm-hmm. going to be designed around sending text messages like can i buy your house for five dollars you know like it could it could be anything the worst so well, sms isn't encrypted or anything too right like it's no it's that, not it's like yeah, security you, you, you look at the the gang in that article and it, it talks about going after cloudflare things like github are using sms notifications they use twilio mm-hmm. so was this something about trying to get a hold of some GitHubs? Uh, or, or you know, we had we had the GitHub issue a few few days earlier, right? With all of the fake commits that were happening. Um, maybe there's something else that's going on here. Yeah, like I wonder if yeah. they got both Cloudflare and Twilio, like what they could have done with that, because then you have the MFA, and then you potentially have some of the backend as well. So I wonder what you could do with both of those combined. Probably a lot. I feel like if there's one thing I'm willing to speculate about APTs or threat actors, it's that they basically just throw it at the wall and see if it sticks, right? So, you know, even if the larger goal is X, Y, or Z, they all know that they, it's not like they're executing some, you know, Operation Desert Storm type of deal. I think it's really just like, uh, yeah, so uh, we can bypass 2FA now. Like, and then they, you know, that they can sell that as a, they can sell that to other people and say, oh, you need an account with, you know, you need access two-factor protected account. Give me a hundred bucks and I'll do it for you. Or bypass they can, you know, as a service, right? Yeah. Bypass two FA as a service, or just you know, initial get into access broker. Exactly, yeah, initial access. Sense. We know that we know that people will pay for that. Also, like you know, just getting access, they could ransomware Twilio's customer database. Like it's kind of like, sure, what can't we do, right? But it is fun to think about and scary. Well, shoot, I think that was uh, all the articles. Does anyone else have any other articles for today or anything else that we well, didn't we're talk at about? Exactly an hour or so. Yeah. No, I don't know if it was discussed, but Ralph, your your course was was awesome. I know it's on an article, but at, at Black Hat and Def or Def oh. Con, your uh, your yeah. Rates. That's why uh, that's why my voice is uh, hoarse. It sounds like I have like talked for hours because I talked for hours. Thanks. Yeah, it was um, a good time. Wait, Ralph's yeah, so, a real um, person? What? <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought Ralph was just a pay, like an actor, and then we just put him away. Ralph, you passed the Turing test. Congrats! Oh gosh. <laughs> We don't have to turn so them off. Now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for showing up. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, listening to us uh, rant about poop and uh, other things <laughs> that uh, Corey can't stop talking about. <laughs> I will publish no. the word cloud of the most common phrases um, from the poop senders database. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. And who I was targeting the most? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. who was targeting the most? So Dory's and, taking on the crap job. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so smash that like button, subscribe, whatever platform you're coming from. Oh, so next time you can hear us all. Who is this episode sponsored by? RalphNet, the new ISP Ralph where you can't get internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, we didn't have any sponsors today, but thanks everybody for showing up. No, it's and, always uh, sponsored by IntiSafe and InfoSec Training. Yes, there you're right. Always. always. John pays the bills. Yeah, no, check out our training. Check out our training. It's good. It is good. Yeah. One of my classes is on there, so that makes And then smash good. the oh. like button right on Ralph's and face. And then smash the like button. Notifications. I'm really dragging this out. Just hit prime the button. Subs. We're going to never the end. subs. <laughs> Thanks, Special emojis. Foot long subs.
when you when you bought the car, you paid for all you paid for heated seats to have them designed, to have them installed. You paid for everything. And then they're charging you ten dollars a month extra to turn it on. So I couldn't you know, find that. I couldn't find that in the article. They didn't say you originally same with autopilot, by the way. It, but I'm sure right. you did, right? But autopilot's a little different. So autopilot's like a software product. There's more R and D. Yeah, there's more. No, you don't understand like, how much R and D for pushing a button, dude. That takes hours of development. <laughs> yeah, but like, with heated seats yeah. specifically, here's my question: If the seats catch the car on fire, who pays for the car replacement? Insurance. <laughs> 